Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steven Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Episodes in Trouble Thinking. My name is Antti Vanhanen and I am joined by my co-host Stephen Nash. How are you, Steve? Antti, I am tickety boo. How are you doing? <laughs> I am. I suppose I am. I'm in the same ballpark. I'm doing very well. Um, I figured today we would talk about: Is there really anything to get? That we. You know, people are trying to find solutions to their problems or trying to be more spiritual or to see the three principles more more clearly. And I sometimes wonder, is that really the point why we're here? Is there really anything to get? And so I thought that this would be, and if there is something to get, well, what what is there to get? And I thought that that might make for an interesting conversation today. Uh Fine. <laughs> That's fine by me. Cool. Um, I know before we started uh, recording, we were talking about um, acceptance. And you're a fan of Jeff Foster and so am I. And he has written a lovely book called The Deepest Acceptance. Um, and acceptance becomes something to get. I've heard people talking about, oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to accept it, but I can't accept it. And there's just this sort of this drive to to acceptance. This this thi- this thing to get. I want to be able to accept it. Yeah. I want to be able to understand it. Uh, I want to be able to surrender to it. I want to be able to let go. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to X. And it's interesting because because um, I I totally get the value of acceptance and understanding. But it's kind of like, um, like, I, and I, I'm not an expert, but acceptance, the way that people talk about it, sometimes it's like there's a doing to it. And I think the acceptance that we're um, aiming for isn't a doing. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. I, I like that distinction very much. Um, yeah. So the acceptance, that's a great place to start. We were so much of our of our suffering here uh, comes down simply when we kind of explore it a bit further is that we are often afraid of having an experience basically we're anxious uh, which I kind of have come to see is the fear of fear being afraid of being afraid and so we are resisting certain experiences like crazy and as a result, we kind of tend to either cope with them, uh, you know, take drugs or, or drink alcohol. Uh, we might try to distract ourselves, you know, use our mobile phone or, or you know, even exercise. You know, it can, it, can be a, it can be a healthy thing. Go for a cigarette. Um, and then we also tend to go on this self-development quest in, a, in an effort to find 
a, 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 you know, that magical sword and a shield with which we can slay the dragon. And it just seems to me that when we, if, if we see that this really is a divine dream, then, and, and all of it that we experience is made up. We are simply uh, living in our own projection, so to speak. Then, does it really make sense to do all that? And, and to me, it doesn't. It doesn't even necessarily make sense to try to figure out, like, what's it all about? And so when we come back to acceptance, is what helps an awful lot is simply to accept that things are the way they are. And I think this is something that children do innately incredibly well. When they're afraid, they're afraid. You know, they don't resist being afraid. When they're upset, they're upset. When they're happy, they're happy. And when, when one feeling you know, switches to the other, they just go with it. You know, they're not saying like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go from unhappiness to happiness so quickly. No, they, it just happens. It just goes easily. And it's almost like there's this natural acceptance to, to feel whatever comes. And as a result, children don't really suffer from anxiety the way human beings do because they're not looking ahead. They're not they're not preparing or, or bracing for something difficult or scary. They're just kind of doing it in the moment. And from that perspective, the, the more we can, I suppose, kind of like you said, surrender to whatever we're feeling, whatever we're experiencing. And even if we can't accept it, then you know, perhaps we can accept our non-acceptance of it. And in, in some ways, slowly learn to let go of, of the need to control and direct our experience, which we ultimately have no control over anyways. Yeah, it's interesting because your description of children and allowing, them, allowing themselves to be angry and disappointed and happy and moody, that, you know, something appears in them and it gets expressed. That actually feels like it. Uh, an acceptance yeah you know, it's just and I think as as adults and, and maybe as children grow older and then they they experience maybe some disappointment or or teasing or um, uh, disapproval from others or, or whatever and, and out there seems to sort of train us to not for certain things not to happen next time because maybe there's a feeling that we have that just feels a bit too intense for us to be able to cope with. Mm. And so we then sort of, we, we, all right, well, do we do, what do we need to do to make sure that doesn't happen? Yeah. Um, oh, I've, I've lost my train of thought, actually. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, I was just, uh, one way, to, I, I suppose, uh, to look at it is that when we're young, we have, it's like if you think about your mobile phone, you know, there's the camera on the back that you normally shoot most photos of, you know, other people and landscapes and so forth. And that's kind of what we're born with, that that, that camera is already activated. So we're just, we're just looking at the world and, and, and whatever happens and, and, and we're interacting and, and, you know, we're figuring out, we're playing with it and something scares and something delight us. And then at some point, and it, it, it kind of we kind of realized that wait a minute there's a second camera on this thing and that camera is, is the selfie camera that's pointed at us so we start kind of 
observing ourselves more and we, we we start questioning am i good enough am i am i pretty enough am i strong enough am i smart enough am i funny enough we start making all these kind of questions and and we also start thinking I reacted that way. Should I react that way? So we, we start to have a whole lot of thinking about ourselves. And and I think it's it's this mechanism of, of kind of turn, turning the camera on ourselves that, that causes so many of our problems. That's what I'd, I was kind of um, was thinking about when I lost my train of thought. Um, it seems that we end up working it out. We end up going into our head as you're saying and this yeah. this self-commentary so that um a, ch- a child has these emotions and it gets they're expressed versus an adult that has emotions and then it's always sort of second guessing like they've got the it's a dvd and there's the director's commentary is just on all the time just uh analyzing everything and maybe even analyzing the director's commentary so you've got a director's commentary of the director's commentary and it's and so much head is happening and we, mm. we, it, we cut ourselves off from our true nature yeah and I suppose just the flow of life because we're, we're missing so much of what's happening out there because our focus is on the other camera that's pointed inwards and so back to is it what, what, what is there anything to get it's it's like an invitation to to not do all that, basically, to, yeah. to not do all that, and then see what see what comes, see what happens. Yeah, because I, I look at children and and, and animals, uh, both of which I have at home, <laughs> so so I get to look at them on a daily basis, and and it just seems to me that they're living life the way we're we're trying to, but but failing miserably because we're we're sort of doing it through our heads as, as you might say and it's uh so if if they didn't need any to get anything to feel this way that it, it, it wasn't something that they got that allowed them to be this way it's more like this is what we're all born with and then somewhere along the line we learn we we learn something that or we almost i don't know if it, maybe unlearn might be a better way that we unlearn something along the way because we, we give so much thought that we no longer see it in the background that the that our that our window has become so so dirty or foggy. Yeah, I've written down two of the words actually to do with this uh, ego and now. Um, I think we might this inner commentary, this inner noticing, can become an ego. It can become something that tells us how to behave what we should be doing what expectations should be of ourselves of other people what we expect from life the commentary becomes real mm. um, and we and it's listened to it so it's fine to, to notice a selfishness or a self-obsessedness or a or a frustration with people being late or a, or a, a jealousy or, or a pride all these things can come up in us, but what often happens, the more that we sort of look at this selfie camera that you ca- called it, um, we're, not, we're less able to notice and we've, we have to do something about it, it seems. Mm. And so th- then 
the invitation into the head. Oh yeah, let's go back into there. That that seems to be the way that we work things out. We we don't seem to when when something troubling happens, we we go to our head versus some kind of sitting in it, being with it, listening with our bodies, noticing, saying, well, what 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 am I what am I hearing here? What what's going on? Just kind of being curious with it. Mm. There's there's a, there's a judgment and then an action. Maybe it's something that I've got to do, or I've got to make sure I don't make that mistake, or maybe it's some behaviour that of another person that I need to to uh, correct, or, or you know, and then just uh, that director of the DVD of my life becomes the director of me, not just kind of moving me, getting me to behave in certain ways. And to, to, to worry about things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, the other... The, the way that I'm noticing this for myself is... It feels like a little question of... Well, I, there's a couple of little things I, I, I kind of ask myself. When there's a suffering or when there's a feeling I don't like. Uh, am I here now... Or am I in the future? Am I in the past? So it's usually, if I'm suffering, I'm not present. And the other sort of in- inquiry I have is, am I, am I relaxed or am, am I tense? Am, am, I, am I at ease or am I tense? Because it seems that we something occurs and I tense up and, and now I'm, I'm tensing up about a possible tensing up in the future. Whereas I could just, I, I could, if I'm relaxed, I'm here. Yeah. So, the, I do, you know, it, generally, it's a, it's about being in the now, being in this moment. That's kind of, I'm, I'm just checking uh, what's going on. And sometimes I notice, oh, yeah, look, I'm just worried about tomorrow or in two hours' time or something happened an hour ago. And sometimes that little inquiry brings me back to this moment and I relax. I can feel, oh yeah, I don't need to, I just can feel a relaxing in my body. Yeah. Um, and I, I, that could be called acceptance or presence or it could be some kind of doing, but but it's it's more, it's more um, a, a noticing the suffering and, and, and being guided by it, listening yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. And something that uh, occurs to me in, in what you say is that if you think about anxiety, which is the thing that people primarily um, struggle from these days, uh, you know, it's that fear of our experience. And so when we, and, and anxiety, it, it's sort of, it's meant to help us, right? It's like, it's like saying like, I, I want to protect you from from uh, being scared and being hurt. So that's why I'm kind of here, so we can kind of try to mitigate it. But the funny thing is that when, we, when we're anxious, we're usually anxious about something that, that's, that we think is going to happen in the future. And so we spend, you know, maybe 60, 70, 80% of our time feeling that feeling, basically being anxious. Whereas if we simply stayed in the moment, stayed in the now, and just got on with it. And then when something scared us, it scared us. And when it didn't, it didn't. I reckon we'd be scared maybe 10% of the time. 
maybe 20%. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you look at it from that perspective, you just see that being anxious, it's trying to save you from being scared, but basically it, it, it means that you're going to be scared almost all the time. Yeah, it's scaring you out of being scared. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, is a, it is a madness, isn't it? And yet it's so easy, it's so natural, so, so normal. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm aware of this and I still do it. Uh, when I wasn't aware of it, I'd do it all the time. I'd have a little come with, I'd, 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 I'd be, I, I know I used to have a shower and uh, that's how, that space where you can kind of relax and all these sort of angry thoughts would appear in my head directed at other people and uh, and I'd be all angry about what would happen if I spoke with them and how it would go and how I would win mm. and I and I never spoke to them but I but I made myself angry in my shower yeah so and, so you know, on a regular and, basis and exactly and as a result you had like uh, probably not as enjoyable showers as you otherwise could would have indeed indeed <laughs> No, because I mean, again, uh, it's, you know, water on your bodies dripping. It's a real invitation just to sort of get into your body and just, just, to, just to be there. Um, or to sing. To sing, exactly. Yeah, to, to, give, to your, give your neighbor some, some quality music for a change. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, it's. It's interesting, isn't it? Because like acceptance, it's a lovely word. And again, Jeff Foster, the deepest acceptance, a whole book on it, a whole book. Hmm. And yet, and it's, it, it, the whole book's kind of just this invitation to, I don't know, to not be thinking, to not be working it out, just to being with yourself, to, to being within yourself in a way that we, we, we have forgotten how to, to, to do since since we were little children yeah and so you write lots of books or you you watch or you, you record videos or you do podcasts and sometimes people get it and they and they, they get it they feel it they can tell but often it, they go into their head and they either they'll hear an idea and they'll think that I that idea doesn't work or they think they'll hear an idea and think oh I'd like that idea how what can I do with that idea and then in the head and the head's taken over and it, it, it's it's not that's not what needs to happen this is not a conversation for head or ego yeah and also like that reminds me i know so many people who have they've come across the three principles and they go like oh my god this is amazing and then they whatever book that kind of opened their eyes and, and something connected then they want to read it again because they want to. They they did. They want to make sure they didn't miss anything. And then they go like, well, what other books can I read? And then they just read a ton of books and 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 they're trying to look for that wisdom in the in in somebody else's words. But you know, you've already seen a glimpse. That's all you need. Now you just need to look more closely at your own experience. Yeah. I sometimes use this. Um, childish metaphor about um, farting that I wrote about recently on Facebook uh, yeah. that you know if if someone was didn't have the ability to fart how would you teach him and quite simply you couldn't because how would you how would you be able to articulate what muscles you contract and what muscles you re you relax in order to fart 
and then how would even if you knew which ones were which how would you possibly how could they possibly know which ones you mean and or even how do you actually contract a pus uh, you know to a particular muscle and how do you relax it you just kind of we just kind of do it like if i flex my bicep i know how to do it but i have no idea how to explain to you how i do it right it's it's an understanding that's between me and me so to speak me and whatever skill or 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 understanding that i have and in the same way that when we see a glimpse of something whether it be acceptance or anything else we need to understand it personally and we can't do that no matter how much we read what other people what other masters have write about it because all they have is pointers and then at the end of that pointer you need to look where is it pointing to for you and yeah, figure it out how does it feel for you yeah well well this might be a nice time to segue to uh what this this podcast was originally going to be about comparing our progress as it were progress uh we started the podcast a year ago and i was wanting to know what's different for auntie and me and we'd recorded this podcast but it didn't come out for some reason um so on that note auntie can you see did you have a sense a year ago of of wanting to get and has it diminished is that different for you or have, have you never been kind of caught up in the the notion of getting or understanding so i'm just I'm kind of just mentioning that last podcast idea like yeah. a year ago to now can you yeah. see a difference i i probably can it's it's really hard to go back and kind of remember and know exactly where i was then but i don't think i was ever too much into like i need to understand all of this intellectually like i need to kind of like really understand what every possible guru is saying you know from at the same time yeah. there were there are times when i have felt insecure for whatever reason and then i have my mind has convinced me that the answer is to understand more by reading and and listening to others more and and so that kind of tends to come and go i don't know if it comes and goes less than it did a year ago maybe it does but what i do have a inkling that might have changed is simply the fact that things look even simpler to me now than they probably did a year ago that it's um it's almost like it's a continuous shedding away of of, of useless ideas and just seeing yeah. it for what it is yes and i think this acceptance is such a powerful thing that you know at, at first glance it, it seems like well, well that can't be the answer because it looks like well if i just accept my laziness then all i'm gonna be is lazy right but what we miss is that when we operate from this perspective that or position that i can't be lazy because then then what we're actually operating from fear and that's a terrible motivator because we we go up our motivation tends to go up and down because when we're when we're more afraid we tend to have more motivation because we have more thinking about it and then when we have less fear because we make a little bit of progress our motivation tends to disappear right this is what this is what a lot of times tends to happen with with people for example who start working out or try to lose weight 
They're driven by the fear of not wanting to be skinny or fat. And as soon as they make a little bit of progress after the first month or whatever, they start to feel good. But as soon as they start to feel good, their motivation to keep going to doing what they don't actually enjoy doing diminishes. And they start they, and they start resisting going to the gym. And um, yeah. well, it's interesting with what you were saying because also the laziness we made we 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 created that we created that label. So we observe yeah. ourselves, observe our behavior. Uh, we have expectations of ourselves. We don't meet those expectations. We call ourselves lazy. We are lazy. Now we've got to do something about it. All of it self-created. And so yeah. you, you, you almost have to notice that as well. That, that you, you know, it, it could be that you're, you're being, let's say you could be being lazier in this moment or today or less active or, or just less active. Hmm. And, and everything, there's an ebb and flow, and maybe tomorrow you'll be a lot more active. But somehow we fixate, uh, and we notice how we look for, and we, oh, look, I'm lazy. When, and even in that sort of observation, we're not seeing how we're not lazy as well. So we've created, I'm, a lazy, I'm lazy, and then we have to do something about it. Yeah. And it's noticing that we, we're creating our problems. Noticing that is also... Um, really useful i found yeah exactly and where i was sort of going with that is that when we kind of just accept that we're lazy not like we we find find an okayness whether it's being lazy or being insecure or being lonely whatever it might be when we when we truly become okay with it on the inside then then we're no longer driven driven by fear from that point on, everything that we do is is driven by. It comes from a place of of curiosity and freedom and and uh, and inspiration. And that tends to be so much more resilient to the ebbs and flows of of our of our inner moods, and also against you know whatever happens in our circumstances that we might have a pro unexpected problem or series of problems. We tend to just deal with those more gracefully. Hmm. Yeah, as for me, um, comparing this year to last year, uh, a year ago, I definitely wasn't, wasn't wasn't particularly interested in getting it more. I kind of could, could see a folly in that. But what I think I still had a trouble with was, um, so I was like looking at myself and how, how much ease I had and how much okayness I, I was experiencing and, and like the bumps of life how much did they knock me over and and I was a little bit sort of I was more focused on my feelings uh, troubled feelings disturbances anxieties um, and I wasn't trying to I, I, I think I was um, exploring the, why that was happening and there's like a there was a judgment on it, and there wasn't a lack of ease with it. I'd say, so I wasn't curious to to get the three principles. I was maybe a bit more curious to get me, and um, I'm I'm less I'm less bothered. And I'm not sure life is quite as simple as it might be for you, Auntie. But I but it is definitely simplifying. 
Um, I can see I can see complication as being another manifestation of thinking, analyzing, working out. So I, I notice when it feels complicated, and I, I take that as a sign to to um, take the foot off the gas pedal, as it were. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. And I wonder, you know, if if part of my simplicity is also just down to the fact that you know with two small kids i don't have that much time and life is pretty hectic uh you know that might be just the there's that kind of natural requirement to simplify uh well maybe um i would say that any situation can be simplified and any yeah. situation can be complicated. Uh, <laughs> so Indeed. I'd say that if, if if life seems simpler to you, I would just I would just be I would be grateful for it. <laughs> um, I, I definitely I definitely see I do, I definitely have less inclination to try and explain or even understand, and more just witness. Um, I feel less interested in talking like I, I i've had quite a few relationships in my time for some reason i find that an interesting thing to talk about behaviors he did this she did that i've always been really fascinated by those types of conversations i'm much less fascinated by them now mm. really it's um because it, it people just do stuff and sometimes we like what they do and sometimes we don't uh, but when generally we make it about us, even yeah. though it isn't, and then add your stories to that complications, and I and I feel I do not feel a need to go in that direction anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, getting yeah. it, yeah. getting it. Do we need to get it? Yeah. I don't I, think we do. Yeah. I, I suppose just one last thing I'd add, kind of like maybe a, a counterweight to this, is that two things that all civilizations, you know, no matter how remote and, and, and secluded human civilizations have always had, is they've always had religion and music. I find that interesting. Um, so, so why is that? Why do we need like music? You understand that it's kind of just it's it's the song from from within us that just wants to we want to like you know manifest it. But why do we have this need for religion? And I've been thinking about this, and and I think that there's this natural need for let's call it transcendence, like in from the perspective that life can be difficult and, and, and painful in many ways uh, certainly has been uh, for for former generations like I mean God like our lives are relatively easy um, you know from the like a logistical perspective that we you know we just go to the supermarket and you know we exchange you know plastic cards for for food and clothing and and so I think what what these what all these like religious myths what what they served was that they they gave us kind of purpose and they explained where we were and what this all was and or what this all all of this is and 
and our place in it and and as, and as a result we were able to kind of transcend the everyday drudgery of and boringness and difficulty of, of everyday life and and sometimes I, I I wonder do we still need that and 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 I and part of me thinks that we do like as adults we start to ask naturally these questions like you know what is all this why am I here why should I suffer and if we don't have a reason or a meaning to keep going and things are difficult then it can become really difficult to keep going so I suppose from that perspective maybe there is something to get and uh, yeah anyways I just thought I'd I'd throw that thought out there and uh, if you have something you want to say uh, you know comment on that feel free I'm fine, Nancy. Cool. All right. I, I think we wrap it up then. And uh, so thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Episodes in Trouble Thinking. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.